Hello and welcome to another edition of the A Few Good Punts podcast, where the good punts are certainly few and far between. I am Jordan Hatter. I'll be hosting today alongside Stuart Thompson. Welcome, Stu. Thanks, George. It's uh, good to be back. Um, bit of a hiatus since our last pod, the two-week gap between Championship Round and um, Super Bowl. It's been too long, but it's good to be back. Yeah, look, the Pro Bowl didn't really uh, scratch the itch that much. I didn't even bother watching that. But um, very, Not at all. <laughs> very much looking forward to the Super Bowl on Monday, Australia time. Um, we might just uh, update our listeners just on uh, what we do here on the podcast. Stu, you seem to be our resident rules man, so I'll allow you to explain sort of what we do here and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, okay. So uh, basically, a bit of friendly competition, a bit of betting. Um, George and I each set aside $50 each week um, uh, to bet on sport. At the moment, we're focused on NFL. We're in the playoffs. Super Bowl's approaching, so that's really the focus of our bets. Um, we just walk through uh, what bets we're putting on for the week, and we just keep a bit of a tally about how we went each week and just a bit of friendly competition. So this week, we'll be focusing on the Super Bowl. Um, and yeah, that's how we do it. It's something that uh, started a lot better before we started recording the podcast. We did, we did it that first week before we actually had recorded anything and I actually went okay. Since then, yes. I think both of us have sort of uh, fallen by the wayside a bit. Um, we might go straight into a little bit of a recap from our bets from the championship round. Um, did you want to start? Yeah, so uh, I guess first game, we'll go the Chiefs first, the Bengals. Um I went pretty terribly, I won't lie, um, betting-wise, but it was good to see the Bengals get up in this one. It was good to, It was good for the story. It wasn't good for my gambling. Um, it, was a, it was a strange game. <laughs> you sort of, you felt like the Chiefs picked up or sort of picked up where they left off from that Buffalo game and they almost played the perfect first half. They're up 21-3 to at one stage give up the touchdown to the Bengals to make it 21-10, and you think they're marching down the field again, five seconds left on the clock. All they have to do is either kick a field goal or you know, surely just throw it in the end zone and have a go at a touchdown. Mahomes throws us a short like little flat route to Tyreek Hill, gets tackled, inbounds, clock runs out. And it just sort of seemed, as they were running off for halftime there, that they just, it just it seemed like they were too arrogant. Almost yeah, just... I think for me that was that was the turning point in the game. Um, yeah, they uh, from memory they received the second half kickoff as well. So they did. If they put, even if they kicked a field goal, say they put three points up there, or if they did get a touchdown at seven points, and then if that first drive in the second half they score off that as well, it probably puts the game beyond reach. Um, but yeah, taking no points from that play, and then the second half went terribly. That that just seemed like the turning point of the game for me. Well, they only scored three points after that, and that was the Budka field goal to tie things up and send it to overtime. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, look, crazy game. It, it seemed almost like the Bengals sort of had a smart approach, I thought, with their defense dropping. They sort of didn't try and blitz Mahomes or, or send a lot of pass rushes at him. They were sort of more content to just drop extra numbers into coverage. I think it's probably been covered elsewhere pretty good yeah. but they were dropping eight back into coverage quite a lot and there's, there's numerous plays where you saw Mahomes just skipping around running in the backfield trying to find someone open but just couldn't and ended up either getting sacked or throwing the ball away or just an incomplete pass it was 
it was weird to see. Um, mm. Yeah, that might be the that might be the um, blueprint how to play Mahomes. He was just running around in circles in that second half, really. Um, just couldn't get any open men downfield. And almost like almost an all time playoff fail for Mahomes in that fourth quarter where they're driving Ooh. down to uh, I think it was dr- driving down to tie the game and he takes the sack that almost pushes them out of field goal range and almost turns it over yeah um, he dropped the ball it was only oh. I think um, the young center for the Chiefs jumped on the ball saved saved his embarrassment there now we'll jump straight into what we had wagered on this game I had the <laughs> Look, I think everyone had the Chiefs in some sort of multi or had them sort of winning somehow. I had the Chiefs and the 49ers to win. That was my multi for the weekend. I'd chuck 20 on that and obviously got nowhere near that one hitting. Uh, I also had um, a same-game multi on the Bengals, which I was, I was kind of surprised that it didn't hit. I had uh, Joe Burrow for the over in his yards, which was 288 he had to hit. I had Jamar Chase to hit his over in yards, which... Again, he was his over was seventy five, and kind of surprising he didn't hit that. But we mm. can get into the difference between Chase and T Higgins in that offense uh, in a little bit. And I hit the over. I had the over for the points, which was forty nine and a half, which that did hit. So um, that was a couple of, a couple of good losses for for your boy there. Uh, yeah, a bit unlucky about... on that. Bit unlucky on that uh, Bengals multi. I think um, not to <laughs> over. You would you would expect if the Bengals get the result there, which they did, you would expect that to hit, but. It was surprising that Joe Burrow didn't hit the over in his yards. What did he end up with? He ended up with 250 yards, which you would have thought if they were going to win going into that game beforehand, you would have thought he was going to have over 300 yards passing. Um, yeah. Exactly. What did you have? Um, so I also had I had Chiefs with the uh, alternate line, three and a half. So that obviously missed. Um, and then I think I got unlucky on my other two bets, honestly. I had CJ Uzoma he's over and a touchdown um, and he went off injured in the first quarter. So straight, straight out of the gates didn't start well for me um, there. And my favorite bet of the week actually was uh, the Chiefs to have more sacks and the total sacks to hit the under. I thought the, the Bengals O-line would bounce back a little bit. I thought the over it was seven and a half sacks was too high there, which did. That you weren't wrong that. on that. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't a bad bet. That part of the, the multi did hit, but, um, what did surprise me actually was the Bengals, um, Bengals defense. They, I think they ended up hitting three or four sacks in the end. Like we spoke about earlier, Mahomes was just scrambling for his life, trying to run around and yeah. buy time. But yeah, they, they ended up um, sacking him in some key moments. And that was actually one of my key takeaways from this game going into the Super Bowl is I don't think you can underrate this defense. I think they've, they got two key picks in the game. Um, they're good one, in big moments. They're good in big yeah, moments. Yeah. One, one in overtime, which was obviously critical, and one uh, when I think Chiefs were up twenty-one thirteen, and um, Chase ended up getting a touchdown off that that resulting drive, um, and it was a two-point conversion. So that actually leveled the game off that pick. And then, yeah, I think they got four sacks in the end. Two of them in in critical um, in that last uh, drive for the Chiefs where they were defending their lead. So, right. yeah, yeah, I think um, at clutch moments, that defense can't be underrated. Uh, yeah, I don't think you can underestimate them. I think any team that makes a Super Bowl, you have to take them pretty seriously. And as for a tenant, I think they were 10-7 and seven coming into the playoffs. They've, they've 
been pretty impressive the last few weeks, winning all their games, except for the first game against the Raiders on the road as well, against the Titans and now the Chiefs. We'll get into later on if they can go into Los Angeles and get the win. Um, did you have any other bets on that on that game? That was no, just those three, just those three in this one for me. Um, yeah, no, no luck, no luck for there, and uh, uh, no surprises, no luck for me at all this week. But uh, yeah, I'm I want to get into the Rams and Niners. Oh, we will in a second. I want to get into some winners and losers from the Chiefs and Bengals. Um, I, I thought a. I mean, it's pretty easy to say, obviously, but definitely um, I thought Andy Reid was a pretty big loser out of this one. Um, mm. I don't know whose idea it was to go for that play or to go for the touchdown with Tyreek Hill entering into the half. I don't know if that was Mahomes waving, waving them off from the sideline and sort of saying, no, I got this. But either way, Andy Reid or Pat Mahomes, that's, that was a total game changer that swung the momentum. You could you could feel it in the second half as soon as they come out. As soon as the Chiefs come out, and I think they pretty much went three and out on their first drive, it just seemed like all the momentum was just sucked out of the out of Arrowhead and it was just all back to Joe Burrow and the Bengals. So I've got Andy yeah. Reid and Pat Mahomes as uh, big fat losers for that one. Um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll jump on the bandwagon there. My my loser from this game is the Mahomes family in general. But, uh, <laughs> I'd like to uh, lump... Uh, Jackson Mahomes in there. Um, yeah. Uh, seeing all him all over social media for the last few weeks and uh, his antics, um, I'm more than happy to see the Mahomes family so, out of the playoffs. I have to admit, I don't actually know that much about his family. So they're just like what really famous on TikTok and carry on all the time. Is that what it is? Yeah. It's mainly um, Patty's uh, wife, partner, I'm not right. sure if they're married or not. And uh, Jackson, which is his brother. And they're, they're big on social media and posting videos. I think there was um, in their last win against, it would have been against the Bills. There's a video of them in a box spraying champagne over <laughs> over the whole crowd in, in uh, like freezing weather. And um, there's videos of Jackson Holmes dancing on, on the field and on opposing teams' crests and stuff yeah, like right. that. It's, uh, yeah. Just uh, not the most humble of families, um, which I might actually use that as a bit of a segue for my winner of this game. And yeah. uh, that's, uh, I've just put the Bengals franchise. Um, going to the first Super Bowl since the 80s, um, I think quite a humble team. I mean, Joey Burrow's got some uh, great one-liners that are coming out about um, just, uh, he, I, I think it epitomizes his demeanor a bit, but he's always... Um, complimenting his defense, complimenting his pass catches um, rather than taking the compliments himself. And, and it's, it's all the players um, for the borough, uh, for the, for the Bengals that are doing that. Um, and I've Should also, we start calling them the Cincinnati boroughs? Is that what you were sort of alluding maybe, to? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, and I've also, we're, I think we're going to talk about the NFL award winners a bit later, but um, I mean, they've got the comeback player of the year in Joe yeah, Burrow. That was a given. Had to be. They've him. got the um, offensive rookie of the rookie of the year in Chase, um, and yeah, just the generational quarterback in Burrow. I think the the Bengals franchise is in a good spot. He is like super fearless coming off an ACL. Like I've had an ACL reconstruction, and mm. he is just embracing contact. He does not care. It's it's very impressive. Um, my winner out obviously you know goes without saying that Joe Burrow was a winner. Um, my other winner though was. The NFL overtime rule. 
spoke yes. about this last week. I'm sure the <laughs> NFL were very pleased to see that the team that won the toss in overtime did not march down the field and score a touchdown straight away. Um, it was sort of you, you thought straight away as soon as we went to overtime and the Chiefs won that toss. Well, you it thought... was uh, it was funny. The the Chiefs actually celebrated their sideline. Yeah, was oh, they thought they, they had it. The toss. They yeah. thought they had it. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, I think it was after that. That was when the Bengals got the interception, right? In overtime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a few. It wasn't many plays even into um overtime. And yeah, Mahomes just thrown into double coverage. I'm pretty sure it was, and got the pick. And Joey Burrow marches down, and then. Shooter McPherson just, whew, just Too ice good. in his veins. He, he kicked the 52-yarder in the fourth quarter to give them the lead. And then I'm not exactly sure how long the one in overtime was to give them the win. But, I mean, we will speak of him again going into our Super Bowl prop bets because I, you can't not like what he's doing as a kicker. Like, it, just, yeah. it, it must give the Bengals just so much confidence knowing that they can just get basically into the other team's half and they're a chance to get a field goal, and a good chance to get a field goal. Um. Do you want to do it, Stu? Do you want to move on to the 49ers and Rams? Reluctantly, I guess we'll have to. <laughs> um, uh, full disclosure here, before before the pods, I like to go in and uh, watch the highlights of the previous week's games, just refresh the memory and and um, see where it all went wrong or sometimes where it went right. Um, I watched about two minutes of these highlights and turned them <laughs> off. Um, I, couldn't, I couldn't stick around in this one. So I might let you... Uh, guide us here I've, I've been there i i with, with when it's your own team it's so hard to watch those painful highlights like i don't i still don't think i've watched the i think it was the 2018 champions league highlights of liverpool and real madrid i just can't mm. do it just can't bring myself to do it so i sympathize with you um obviously the 49ers going down and we both were pretty pretty onto the 49ers um as far as betting goes i had a same game multi on for the niners i had 49ers to win over 42 and a half points neither of which hit i did have two plus touchdown passes for our boy jimmy g and he did manage to hit that albeit in a pretty i would say average to poor performance especially when you factor in that fourth quarter um yeah not- i think uh i think we were chatting during the game and from memory in that last drive if Jimmy G marched them down and Niners end up getting the win, putting points on the board. I think your multi would have hit. Yes. Um, yes. But I think uh, Jimmy throwing that pick was... Uh, I don't even blame awesome him. So, I don't even think I blame him so much for the pick. Like, in that situation, I think it was already second or third down. If he takes a sack, they're just in a, in a terrible spot anyway. He's we trying to get been. the ball out. He's got Aaron Donald hanging off him. It's not easy. Um, but I think the fact that they did have a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter and they just couldn't get anything going sort of speaks to why it was such a disappointing performance. Um, yeah. my, my one successful bet of the week, I should have mentioned before, I had a multi on either the Bengals or the Niners to win. I did get up on the Bengals winning that stuff. I think that was between the two of us, the one bet that actually hit this week. Yeah, so, so my, my bets, I think, again, I've, I've gotten a little bit unlucky in my bets here. I obviously had the Niners to win. And the over to hit, um, so that missed. Um, but the couple that I thought I was a bit unlucky on, I had the Rams to have a fast start, so I had them winning the first quarter. Um, the first quarter from memory, there were no points scored, but Stafford drove the Rams down the field and actually threw a pick in the end zone. He did, yeah. In the first quarter, so that's what cost me there. Um, 
And the other one that I narrowly missed was I actually just as a bit of a flyer said both teams to uh, tie in sacks. I expected both um, defensive lines to to record a couple of sacks here. Bosa, um, Aaron Donald, some ripper weapons there. Um, but there was only one sack in the whole game. The Niners got it, but um, the Rams didn't record a sack. Um, so unf- unfortunately, I missed on that one as well. Damn, that's unlucky. Yeah. That's very unlucky. Um, a couple of takeaways from that one, other than Jimmy G. I thought something. I thought I, while I was watching the highlights, because I knew you wouldn't watch them, I was like, "What can I tell Stu to give him a little bit of a silver lining and make him feel a bit better about himself and about the Niners?" Devo Samuel. I mean, I know we've said it before. We said how good he was in fantasy this year, but that dude's legit. He led your team in rushing and receiving. Now I know the rushing game didn't really get going. He only had twenty six yards, but that hit he took. I think it was in the first half and he just gets absolutely laid out going across the middle and he just bounces back up and just still has a ripper game, scores a touchdown. That that dude is that dude is legit. He is yeah. a he's a great player for your team. Very, um, very happy to have him on my team. It'll be interesting to see how he goes, assuming uh Niners are running with Trey Lance next year. It'll be interesting to see how they utilize him, whether they put him in the backfield again, if most it's back fit. How they how they use him or whether he'll go back to his receiving role. A I bit think more, you have to but... keep using him as you have been. He's just so dangerous. That, that's sort is. of what you what you said there ties into my loser, which was uh, Jimmy G as a starting quarterback. Um, I don't know if I'm being too harsh, but I feel like that was that was his that was his chance to keep the 49ers job. Now he could very well get traded somewhere else and be a starting QB at somewhere else. I think mm. he's certainly serviceable as one, but. Uh, yeah, it's he's the kind of quarterback where when your foot is on the other team's throat, he's not going to go out and march you down the field and get more points. No, we saw it in the Super Bowl uh... a few years ago when they led the Chiefs, uh, and we've seen it again in the conference championship. He's he's definitely good enough to get you there, but he just might not be good enough to sort of seal the deal. I'll uh, I'll use that as my segue for my winners and losers. Actually, my loser is, uh, and as much as I love him, is uh, Kyle Shanahan. Um, He's starting to, much to my dismay, cement his reputation of giving up big leads, critical leads in key games. Um, he can add this to the list. That's, a, that's a good point. That's a really good um, point. You go back to the 2019 Super Bowl as well, where the Niners gave up a big lead to the Chiefs. And yeah, we don't need to talk about the 28-3 game. I, I don't care too much <laughs> about that one because he wasn't at the Niners. But uh, yeah. Kyle Shanahan is, um, yeah. Hopefully well, that uh, that stat won't stay around next year and in the future. <laughs> but yeah, to his credit, he's getting there. Like as in, he's getting to the into these like situations. And I don't think anyone really expected halfway through the season that the 49ers are going to make the championship game. No, so, not at all. Not at but, all. But uh, it's interesting that you had uh, you had Shanahan as a loser. We've gone hard on the coaches here. I had Sean McVay as a sneaky loser. Did you? Um, he, I had him as my winner, so I'll, well, I'll, I'll hear your argument first. I don't think he was t- like completely a loser in terms of the game plan or, or how the Rams played, but I thought he kind of got away with the fact that he burned through their three timeouts and challenges in the second half. If you remember, when the Rams had the ball back, uh, when they went down and scored to take the lead, they had no timeouts. Or, or mm-hmm. In fact, they may have used their last timeout during that drive. Had the Niners scored, and obviously the Rams would have got the ball back with, let's say, 30 seconds on the clock. They had no timeouts to work with. Now you can say maybe he just wasn't worried that the 49ers were going to do that. The Rams' defense was obviously stopping the run all game and they were pretty confident they could contain Jimmy in the fourth quarter. But 
that's something that sort of says to me that could be a little bit of a red flag going into a Super Bowl because something like that in a, in a big game, it can really cost you. Yeah, I guess that, that's a great point. I do remember making that note during the game. I think he lost a couple of his timeouts from challenges that yep. were um, questionable. I think they were probably borderline, but not... Uh, yeah, perhaps not challenges you're going to make. Well, at um, least he didn't when, do when the Andy gonna... Reid. He didn't do the Andy Reid, call a timeout to think about a challenge and then challenge, and then the challenge is unsuccessful and burn two. Burn two, yeah. that's <laughs> That was an Andy Reid special. So the reason I had Sean McVay as my winner was he's finally beaten the drought against the Niners. Um, he's beaten Kyle. I think they were Kyle was 6-0 and going into this game, and... To Sean McVay's credit, it was probably in the most important game to do it. So credit That's where true. credit's due. Um, I can I can just see it now in the if the Rams win the Super Bowl in the Americas game when it comes out next year, and they'll all be talking about like, oh, this was like a big bogey team. The 49ers had our number six straight losses, and we just knew going into this one we were going to get the job done. Mm. Just imagine, I can see it now. Makes me sick. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of things that make me sick. Uh, and this is my last winner, and it's a begrudging winner. Well, it was kind of, I, I put the winner next to the Rams receiving group, but it was pretty much just Odell and Cup. They had between them 20 receptions, over 250 yards. They were they were huge. And Odell has uh, really found a home in, in LA, and I think he would be silly not to re-sign there in the offseason. Yeah, assuming, assuming they want to keep him around, at least he's... Uh, they have to, surely. At he's least he's perfect uh, for them. Yeah, he's taking a claim regardless of whether he stays in LA that he's he's still got it and uh, I'm sure he'll get another big deal well, if, if he does choose to move away. I always thought you could argue that like with Bobby Trees or Robert Woods as he's also known and Cup, <laughs> that that was sort of two similar receivers. Like um, Odell sort of is a little bit different. Like he, he kind of gives you that one-on-one sort of I'm just going to go up and get the ball kind of threat that Cup's not, you know, he's not, not that he can't do that, but he's just so multifaceted in how they use him. You, you mm. probably notice a lot they're lining um, Odell up by himself on one side and then they're stacking three receivers on the other side and just letting him go one-on-one with a corner and then using Cup as they have been, you know, in all sorts of different areas of the game. I was impressed with his performance. He, he made some good catches. He always seems to be open. Like, <laughs> maybe I'm just so accustomed to Baker Mayfield <laughs> sailing passes over his head, but he's always open and, he's, and Matt Stafford's finding him and he's, get, he's catching balls and he's, he's looking good. Um, he might be about to get a ring. Who knows? Who knows? Um, actually, that kind of touches on my final, um, I guess, loser, and that's relying on draft picks. Um, Rams are showing that maybe you don't need to rely on high-round draft picks. Maybe you just need to trade them away and go grab the players that you want. Stafford, OBJ, Von Miller. Um, just, yeah, bringing in those key guys just being in win-now moment seems to be working for them. There's a great point to go further on that, and it's from the um, Jalen Ramsey trade when the Jaguars traded him to the um, Rams, and it was the trade was, I'm pretty sure it was Jalen Ramsey, might have been two first-round picks and a fourth or a sixth-round pick. Yeah. And it sort of, it, it was the players that have come out of that. Um, two of the players you won't even have heard of, and the other player was Travis Etienne, who was injured last year. So you, it's, there's just no other way to put it than the Rams fleece the Jaguars for that trade. Yeah. So And yeah, they're, they're just showing that like if you make 
especially it's easy for them being in LA. Like they can attract good talent and they're confident that they can keep them there because they're in LA. Like you can't really do that if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, yeah, absolutely. Apologies to our friend Ben from our fantasy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I think that's probably a good recap of uh, the championship games. We should probably update our current gambling positions. I am currently in the negative. I've, I, I was up $8.14 going into the championship weekend. I'm now down $24.66 heading into the Super Bowl. Still a chance to get back into the black, but uh, it's going to take some work. Where are you sitting? Um, not in a good spot. I've uh, laid a duck egg this week. So I think I was down about $28 uh, oh. heading into this round and down another 50 So that puts me down about... $78 going into the Super Bowl. I've got a few few sneaky ones who might be able to uh, get me back into the black. So hopefully Maybe. they come off. But uh, yeah, ever since we decided to start this podcast, it seems to my betting is on a downhill trajectory. Yeah, maybe gambling's not for us. Maybe. <laughs> um, we might do a quick, just a quick recap of the NFL Awards. They were held, I think it was yesterday, um, Australia time. I think it was Friday. Um, there was no, there was no drastic surprises. Aaron Rodgers, I thought was a pretty deserved MVP winner. Honorable mention, I thought should have gone to Tom Brady at 44, still having a ridiculous season. Um, I don't think anyone else really had the, the record to sort of compete with Rodgers though. Like, um, there was obviously talk earlier in the season of Kyler and Matt Stafford, but I sort of thought their team's records or their performance just did, wasn't consistent throughout the year. Yeah, like every, everyone. Uh, I think every everyone that was in contention about midseason mostly dropped off towards the end of the year, bar bar Brady and Rogers. Yeah, um, and I think Rogers just protected the ball a bit better. From memory, gave up less interceptions, and the man doesn't throw picks. That's for sure. Yeah, um, he avoids yeah, I think... he avoids interceptions like he avoids vaccines. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the the NFL awards for me were reasonably uncontroversial. Um, I think the only, the only thing that I would say is there were a couple of snubs in terms of players that weren't nominated that probably should have been nominated. Totally. Um, yeah. I thought that they rather, had three nominations for like defensive player of the year. And I was like, there's, you could easily make five and just, yeah. you know, just to nominate them and like at least give them some props. Yeah. So I think you were a bit annoyed that, uh, Miles Garrett didn't get a mention. I was, uh, I was upset by that. It, not as upsetting as... Did you actually watch the awards? I, I had a quick glance nah. on YouTube. Nah. It was just so awkward. So they had for the defensive... I, don't, I, I only watched the defensive player one because obviously I had vested interest hoping Miles Garrett was at least nominated. Anyway, JJ Watt and Katy Perry were presenting it. And obviously TJ Watt wins the award. And it was just... I can't even think of a way to describe how awkward that three-minute video was. It was that terrible. sounds That sounds awkward. Oh. A lot of levels. And JJ Watt was like trying to be funny and like, oh no, it, it didn't work. It was so forced. I mean, me speaking here being like such a naturally funny bloke. But anyway. <laughs> I do, I do understand how you feel a little bit. I think, um, I think Nick Bosa was a bit uh, hard done by not being nominated for comeback player of the year. I can understand that um, Joe Burrow wins that. Um, yeah, yeah, Joe Burrow wins that. But yeah, I mean, he probably could have been nominated. Uh, I thought Mike Variable was a fair coach of the year winner. Um, especially considering all the injuries Tennessee had through the season to get them as the one seed. Obviously, Absolutely. it's a regular season award. We don't count his playoff shitting the bet against him. 
Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, TJ Watt, defensive player. Cooper Cup, naturally, was going to be offensive player of the year. There's no surprise there. Joe Burrow, comeback player. Jamar Chase, offensive rookie of the year. Again, no surprises there. Um, Micah Parsons, I thought, was a pretty fair defensive rookie of the year, which sort of surprised me. They gave him defensive rookie of the year, but then they also nominated him for defensive player. I thought just nominate Miles Garrett and then just let Micah Parsons have his defensive rookie of the year. But anyway, um, what would I know? Uh, that was pretty much it of interest. There wasn't too much else sort of to go through. Um, Justin Tucker got the Clutch Performer Award. Um, which I think if we were going to make that award now, we'd probably give it to Shooter McPherson, but um, recency bias is always <laughs> involved there. Um, yeah, all right. Let's, uh, let's take a little break and uh, we might come back and do our Super Bowl preview. All right, coming back, we are going to preview the Super Bowl between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams. Um, Ned's had the line for this game, and I checked these yesterday, at four. And the four is minus four to the Rams, plus four to the Bengals. Bengals are paying $2.60 head-to-head, Rams $1.50. Any early thoughts on that? In terms of the line, actually, I've been hearing on some betting websites, they might be more American websites, um, but I believe the line is pushing out to maybe four and a half. So if you are planning on... Jumping on on the line, um, keep that in mind. Depends what what side of the line you're jumping on, whether it'll suit you, I suppose. But um, just worth keeping in mind. It's tricky taking points in a Super Bowl. Um, you feel like the Bengals are a great candidate to cover, just because you know, they're a great got... state team. They're always either winning or losing by three. It, yeah, yeah. There or thereabouts. Um, I don't know. I... During my research for this game, I have leaned towards the Rams. If I'm going to be picking someone to win, I think it will be the Rams. I think they're sort of the more complete team. Um, I thought a little exercise I did, I I sort of went through and I ranked the position groups. Um, So I'll just go through them with you. I thought if we go quarterback, I'd give the edge to the Bengals. That's one to the Bengals. Running back. Just on that, I think... I think the quarterback battle is close. very, very close. I think yeah. both have big playability, both ripper players. For me, I think Burrow shades it just because I think Stafford's a bit more volatile. I think Stafford yeah. is potential, has more potential to throw a couple of picks than Burrow. And I think um, in, if, if the game's perfectly structured, I think they're very close. But I think when things break down, I think Joe Burrow can make more things happen than what Matt Stafford can, especially with his legs. Like we saw against the Chiefs, there's numerous plays where it looked like he was getting sacked for all money and then he just busted out of there and runs and gets 10 yards. Yeah, I think both of these quarterbacks can win the game for their team. I think only Stafford can lose the game for their team. I don't see Burrow losing it for the Bengals. Um, if Bengals lose, I think it's because the Rams just outclass them. If uh, if Bengals get the result, I could see Stafford throwing a couple of picks here. There's no chance that this is the one occasion too many that's too big for Joe Burrow? Nah. I mean, it is the Super Bowl. (laughs) It is the Super Bowl, though. Like, I know he's been in national championships. I know he's ice cold, but I mean, maybe it is. It is a big stage. I've, uh, I've actually. um, So one of my bets centers slightly around Burrow. I was going to mention this a bit later on, but uh, Burrow has actually come out and said that he was more nervous for his high school final than he is for the Super Bowl. um, I don't believe that. That can't be true. 
I don't know. He his reasoning is he he feels like he has more reps now. He's played in a lot more bigger games. And to add on to that, Joe Burrow has never lost a playoff game in his life. <laughs> it, yeah, that's, that's pretty both impressive. in the NFL and uh, through his um, college career as well. So I don't know. Look, I think we give I give a point to the Bengals in the Q, just as we said just for quarterbacks. I I would agree with that. I'm happy with that. Running backs. I also give that to the Bengals. I agree. I think uh, Mixon's looked really dangerous the last yeah. last few weeks. Um, and Piran's pretty handy too out of the backfield. Absolutely. I think, I mean, I'm sure we'll touch on this, but I think it's going to be tough for the Bengals to run the ball against this Rams line. Um, but I think in terms of uh, Mixon versus Cam Akers or Sony Michelle, who you, whoever you want to take, I yeah. think Mixon gets it for me. And look, maybe if Cam Akers had had a full season under his belt and isn't just coming off in a... It was an Achilles, I believe. Achilles, yeah. Yeah, so it's hard to be critical of him, but yeah, definitely giving that one to the Bengals. That's two for the Bengals. Um, wide receiver groups. So I've included wide receivers and tight ends, I should say. Yeah, um, so pass catchers. Pass catchers, essentially. Yeah. Uh, I've given that to the Rams purely yeah. because... And I don't think Tyler Higby's playing in this game, but... As good as Jamar Chase has been, as good as T. Higgins was last week, I still think the season that Cooper Cups had just outweighs all of that. Yeah, I think and that's so even too. before you get into the fact that Odell's found a new lease on life, and you've still got Van Jefferson and others that can still make plays. So I've gone the Rams in terms of receivers. That's one for the Rams, two for the yeah. Bengals. I've uh, uh, in, t- in terms of the receivers, I I would agree. I think um, I think it's closer than maybe what you you think it might be oh i think it's very close i think it's very close i I really like the Bengals. um they've got three great receiver receiving trio but yeah Yeah. i think cup is just the most reliable receiver probably in the nfl but definitely in this game um again i've got another bet that will touch on him but he just puts up numbers every week without fail well sure Um, like surely he's seeing you know 10 to 15 targets in this game he has to yeah there's the, surely. Um, then we go to kicker. So I, I didn't worry about. I didn't actually, I, and I probably could have. I didn't worry about special teams and punters. I've just gone straight to kickers. And even though Matt Gay did have a pretty good season, uh, I don't think you can really swing this any other way. But give the Bengals the edge there. So that that takes us to three. Am I sensing a bit of a man crush on uh, Shooter McPherson here, Jordan? Um, I really like. I think this is about his fourth mention in this podcast. So. so well, someone I heard someone say the nickname Shooter McPherson and Happy Gilmore is like the one Adam Sandler movie that I absolutely love. And Shooter McGavin, obviously from that, is like one of my favorite movie villains. And yeah. it just it's clicking with me and I'm I'm all aboard and we will touch on that soon with my bets as well. Yeah. Um so that gives it that makes it three to the Bengals, one to the Rams. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I'd be about to bet on the Bengals here, but hold on. Yeah. We go to the <laughs> <laughs> defensive line. I mean that one writes itself. The Bengals defensive line's been really solid in this playoffs and uh, Hendrickson's been excellent. Um, yeah. But there's no getting past uh, Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, Von Miller up front. Yeah. I think on That's... paper, the Rams have this. I, like, I, like I said before, I think uh, I, I don't want to underrate the Bengals, D. Um, but I, I think they're pretty clutch when they need to be. But yeah, uh, I, th- I, think the Rams, I think the Rams have this. I absolutely and I absolutely love this matchup for the Rams D line against the Bengals offensive line. Yeah, I think like, that's the that's the big mismatch in this game. Like if the Tennessee, if the Titans could get nine sacks on the Bengals, and I'm not saying that the Rams are going to get you know 
10 sacks, but I'm just, if the Titans can get nine sacks, and the Titans have a good pass rush and a good defensive line, surely the, the Rams are going to cause some havoc up there. Like Aaron Donald still arguably, if you disregard positions, the best player in, in the game at the moment yeah. in terms of impact. So I've given that to the Rams. Uh, then we go to the offensive line and we sort of just touched on that. I give the edge there to the Rams as well. Um, they've definitely been able to keep Stafford more upright this season than the, the Bengals have with Joe Burrow. Um, I mean, let's be honest. Joe Burrow's had the shit kicked out of him like all year. I think he's. I think he's the only. You know, this could be. This could come back to bite me. I'm pretty sure I read a stat that he is the only quarterback or only team with a quarterback to have been sacked more than 50 times to make the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know. I know he's definitely. I think last I checked, he had 51 sacks to his name. So um, I'm sure it's probably more now. Um, to his credit, uh, against the Chiefs, I thought. Um, he was going to struggle there as well and probably cop a couple of sacks, but he's scrambled well. I think he's probably getting slightly better at avoiding those sacks and keeping plays alive. Oh, he does an unbelievable job, like despite the constant pressure he's under. It's, uh, it's been a hugely impressive season for Joe Burrow, regardless what happens in this game. All right, so that takes us to 3 all. So then we go to the defensive backs, which is hard. And I, I gave it to I gave it to the Rams. I think purely because of Jalen Ramsey. Um, yeah. I think the Bengals have a decent set of safeties as well. I I don't sort of trust their corners as much. I think they did get burned a little bit um, in previous playoff games. But the the safety help is pretty impressive over the top. But I think Jalen Ramsey can just lock you down, and it'll be really fascinating to see how he goes against Jamar Chase. Mm. Yeah. I- I don't want to step on the toes of my first bet, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hold my tongue. I'm gonna hold my tongue a little bit there. Um, but yeah, it will be interesting to to see. I think I think the Bengals secondary is a bit more balanced. I think the Rams they've obviously got Jalen Ramsey, who is the best player uh, from both the teams there in the secondary. Um, but I think then it perhaps drops off a little bit for the Rams. Yeah, um, that was that was I, close. I, um, it, was, it was hard. It was hard to sort of. It was hard to differentiate. I've just. I've given the slight edge to the Rams, but I could. I could definitely see your point that you could give it to the Bengals. Um, um and then linebackers, I wasn't really sure of because neither sort of linebacker and core have a lot of household names. Um, but I, I did think that if there's one area of this Rams defense that you're going to say is a weakness, it's probably their linebackers, like especially over the middle. Um, so I've given the edge to the Bengals here slightly which is fascinating because that makes it four all. And I did this little exercise hoping it would tell me who I should bet on and it doesn't really seem all that much clearer. Well, there you go. Did you, uh, <laughs> did you also evaluate the coaches? Is that the tiebreaker? So I, I did. I, and that's where it got interesting. So <laughs> I, I did and I thought after giving McVay a slight loser tag from last week, I then thought about it some more. These are actually... If we combine their age, this is the youngest ever coaches in the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. Zach Taylor's 38, Sean McVay's 36. Sean McVay, who's been coaching now for like, I think, five or six years, which is just bananas Marcus. that he's 36. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the thing that gave me, that made me give the edge to McVay and is why I give the edge to the Rams over the Bengals is he's been there before. And this is sort of what makes me, as much as I love the story about the Bengals and Joe Burrow. I think this Rams group and most of the players, obviously Stafford hasn't been there before. Obviously Odell hasn't been there before, but most of this Rams team have been to a Super Bowl before. 
it's a different yeah. game. Like we hear people talk about it all the time. It's it's a longer half time break. There's more. Obviously, it's a two week build up. There's more media coming into the game. Get that extra long half time break. It's different. And I've I've gone. I've given the Rams the edge there, and then I've given them a slight edge as well because they are playing in their home stadium. Yeah, so that, I think that sort of leaned me towards the Rams. I think those couple of intangibles are are massive, particularly in the Super Bowl. Like like you just stepped through. I think on paper the teams are close. I think. A lot of the categories, they're very close, but I think the biggest mismatch is the the Rams' pass rush uh, against the Bengals' O-line. So I think that's a big up for the Rams, and I think the intangibles, like having been there um, and the home stadium is, is massive. Definitely, definitely. Now, um, I think we're ready to start jumping into some bets. What do you think? Sounds good. Can uh, I can I read you out first a couple of my favorite novelty props? Absolutely, I love some. I was going to say that uh, leading into the pod, actually, Super Bowl betting is probably my favorite betting. I uh, it, it's just because there's so many markets, there's so, so many some of the things you don't even think about. Um, I I scrolled through the Ned's app for honestly a couple of hours just looking at all the props. Um, there's some ripper ones, so yeah, jump in. Yeah, we should say that we're not actually sponsored by Ned's yet, but we both do use Ned's. So um, yeah. one day uh, that's the dream. Hopefully, Ned's will sponsor us. Um, and we can, we can say gambling responsibly as much as they like. Uh, <laughs> so, actually, it's funny because, like, they just keep adding more every day. Like, I'm looking at this now and I was looking at it yesterday and there's already been more added. But one of my favourites was, um, will Snoop Dogg smoke on stage? Yeah. Uh, if you think Snoop Dogg will light up a spliff at, at, on, in, during the halftime performance, you can bet yes for four to one odds. Um, four to one? Ooh, it's legal in California. Bad. Like, there's, there's no reason he couldn't do that. Um, I don't mind those odds. That might be that might be worth a sneaky fly. I know, right? There's uh, you can bet on whether the Simpsons. Apparently, there must be an episode out somewhere of the Simpsons predicting that the Bengals beat the Rams 34-31. Uh, yeah. You, if you think that the Simpsons have a writer that's sent from the future, um, and you think that's going to happen, you can jump on that. Now, this is interesting. It was paying sixty-seven to one odds yesterday. It's now into fifty-one to one. Wow. There's obviously been some money for that. I don't blame um, it. The, the Simpsons have predicted uh, many things before. Donald Trump is president. Uh, it's true. One it's true. So, um, what else was it? There's another good one that I was looking for here. Oh, you can actually now you can bet on will Eminem wear a Detroit Lions jersey. Eminem is from Michigan, so uh, if there, you think he will, five to one odds. Yeah, there's a I saw there's a similar one whether Snoop will wear a Rams uh, Rams jersey. So he must be a Rams fan, Snoop. He he would yeah he's from he's from California, so he would be I, I dare say. I think um, it, I think it's uh quite. I don't I don't think you get good odds of him actually wearing one. I think it's it's pretty likely that he will. What color Gatorade do you think they'll pour over the winning coach? I like orange. I think orange um, is a heavy favorite. Orange is two dollars seventy five. Yeah, I think uh, I read somewhere that orange and blue are by far the most prevalent so, in recent years, and then factor in the fact that the Bengals are orange. Just that's true. Similar, I think. That's true. Yeah, that would make sense. Well, if you think blue, blue's paying five to one. So you better um, on some blue. <laughs> okay, we will actually get to our serious bets in a second. I'm having too much. <laughs> um, yeah, right. That, that's probably enough. I'm, I'm just like scrolling through these and getting lost. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> let's go to some actual Super Bowl bets. 
Yeah. All right. So as as we said, or as I said, my current position is negative twenty four dollars and sixty six cents. Drew, I believe, was in the seventies region. Yeah. Correct let's just go with that. Yep. That's, so you've got plenty of ground to make up. Yes. We need to finish the season in the black. So we're actually going to do something a little bit different for this week because the aim of this show is obviously to make us both money. We are going to, at a usual $50 that we'd put into the bets ourselves and then compare the bets on the show here, we're going to put $40 on each and then we're going to come up with a few nominations of our own to share with each other for our lock of the week. And then we're both going to put $10 each on that. So we're going to do that part together and hopefully recoup some of this money. Um, all right. Throw me, throw me your first bet out, Stu. What do you got? All right. So I did allude to this a little bit earlier when we were, uh, I think we were talking about Jalen Ramsey. Um, so my first bet, uh, I have, this might go a little bit uh, away from what you're thinking. I have T Higgins over five and a half receptions. Um, I like I've, that. Ch- I've chucked $10 at $1.95 on that one. So my reasoning behind this is, uh, the Rams like to play zone defense, apparently the second most in the NFL. Um, and we've seen that Chase is not as prevalent against zone defense and actually Higgins becomes more productive against zone defense schemes. Um, the other thing I like about Higgins in this game is if Ramsey is lining up against Jamar Chase, um, then Higgins is likely to be in and around Darius Williams. Higgins is six foot four compared He's to Williams boy. is five foot nine. So I like that matchup if I'm and if I'm you, Joe Burrow. You love his contested catch ability too in that situation. Because yeah. he can just go up over the top of him and just bring that ball down. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And to just the tie-in on that, uh last two games he's hit six and seven receptions. So th- he's hit above this over on the last two in the playoffs. Um yeah. And we uh, both I, expect we both expect that the Bengals won't be able to run the ball super effectively. Exactly. So they're going to be, they're they're gonna gonna be, be passing trying. a lot. Yeah. And if what I think is going to happen happens, the game script would tend to favor the Bengals passing because we expect that they'll be behind for a good chunk of this game. I think so. I like it. Well, my so first off, in terms of the result, I have I've backed the Rams with the minus four. So I've put 15 of my dollars on that. Mm-hmm. I'm going heavy straight on that. And that, I did that because that will pay out $28.50. And if just the, if the Rams can just win and, and cover that spread, I'll get, I'm back in the black. I'm sweet. So I like, I like your thoughts. <laughs> um, do you have any sneaky picks for MVP? I do. Um, the, the fact that you say that makes me think that you, you do as well, actually. I do as well. I um, You go first. Okay. I... There's actually, I've heard a bit more talk uh, today actually about this guy and I've gone Aaron Donald. Uh, oh, wow. At, I've chucked $5 on him at $15. I think he was, I think he started about $30 or maybe $20 and he's come in a fair bit. Um, but I just think he has the juiciest odds for a big player who is a non-quarterback that has the potential of winning it. So historically, it's a quarterback award. Um I, I don't know the stats, but probably nine times out of 10, it goes to the quarterback of the winning team. Um, unless someone has a great game or it's not a good quarterback game, not lots of TDs thrown. Um, I've gone for Donald because, look, I think I'll also mention Von Miller here at $41 and Leonard Floyd at $81, who I also think are decent shots if you want to chuck a flyer 
Um, I think we mentioned it before, the mismatch with the Bengals O-line. Um, and I can see a big defensive performance from the Rams and sacks. If anyone, if any of them get two and a half sacks or a key strip sack or, or something of that nature, they could potentially get a, a, um, a touchdown or something like that. Um, I think they're all shots. I just like, I think the narrative there, I, I think the, the narrative is there. Yeah. I, I think the narrative's there for Donald Moore. Um, compared to the others. So I think if it's, if it's a big defensive showing and they have to give it to a defensive player, I think it's Donald. Um, well, he's, he's been quoted this week as saying he's won everything else there is to win in this game. Exactly. Obviously outside of a regular season MVP, which a defensive player is never going to win, but he's defensive player of the year. He's made pro bowls. He's all pro. Yeah. He's done everything except win a Super Bowl and get a Super Bowl MVP. So yeah, I have joined you on that. I and we didn't actually discuss this before, but I've also put five dollars on him at fifteen dollars. So that's my sneaky Super Bowl MVP bet. We'll both be cheering on Aaron Donald for sure. Yeah. Um, I've also okay. So another sneaky little little bet that I like. Touching back on, and I'll say it one more time for the podcast. Shooter McPherson. Um, yeah. And this isn't so much purely just him, but he definitely factored into this bet. There was an option on Neds for the field goal over. So mm-hmm. for either team to hit a field goal over 47 and a half yards, yeah. um, that was paying $1.88. So I've chucked 10 on that. Yeah. Interesting uh, you mentioned that, actually. I, I, haven't, I haven't joined you on that bet, but that was, one of, that was going to be one of my suggestions for lock of the week. Um, it's, it's so a bit, I do well, like that bet as well. It's a bit scary for a lock because it's still a decent field goal under pressure situations. But you've got to remember, too, it's going to be an indoor stadium, which mm. definitely factors in to help the kickers. Um, I'm just also of the of the thinking that if Bengals make it to midfield, um, and have the, they're on the fourth down, unless they desperately need a touchdown, um, they're just like they're giving it to him to kick. They're going to try to they're, they're not punting. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I think they they know what they've got there. I think they're more likely to give him a shot at a, a long range attempt. Yep. No, I like I liked that one. Uh, I think it's your turn. Yep. So um, I don't know if I've actually said this yet, but I'm I'm still on the fence about the result. So I've actually gone. Um, I've got two. I've got a Rams pick and a Bengals pick, but I've structured them so I can still middle it. So I'll jump into the Rams pick first. So I've said Rams to win outright. Um, combined with Cooper Cup over 90 receiving yards. Um, I'm not sure if you've listened to Bill Simmons' podcast this week, but I think he actually loved this bet as well. Um, my my thoughts behind this are, if the Rams win, I just can't see a situation where Coop doesn't hit over 90, um, yeah, correct. 90 yards. Yeah. Um, he's hit it in every single game this season except two, which is insane. He hit over <laughs> 90 insane. yards in every single game. Except two, and funnily enough, both against the Cardinals, um, one one of which they lost. So there's only been one game this year where the Rams have won, and he hasn't hit over this target. Um, I it just think- reminded me we're still waiting on uh, our friend TJ from our fantasy league to send us a photo of his Cooper Cup jersey. That's true, TJ. If you're listening, feel free yeah, to send that through. Feel free to send that through. Um, I hope he's wearing it actually for the Super Bowl. He, he sh- surely he is. Surely. Um, and yeah, I think I think the Rams do have the ingredients to win. Um, home stadium, um, which we saw with the Bucks last year, is actually a big, 
big advantage. Um, yeah, I, I think if the Rams win, Cooper Cup goes over 90 receiving yards, probably gets at least the touchdown as well, but I wanted to keep it a bit safer. So that was paying $2.23 and I chucked $10 on that. Yep. Um, and I'll quickly jump onto the other side. So I've gone uh, the Bengals gaining the four points um, in a multi as well. So theoretically, if the Rams win by uh, one, two or three points, then I can actually middle both these bets and, and hit on both of them. Um, but in my Bengals multi, it's a little bit more of a flyer. Um, and it's based around the fact that I think the Bengals are going to have to throw a lot. I don't think they're going to be able to get the running game going as much against the Rams. Um, so I've gone Bengals, getting the four points, Burrow over 250 yards throwing, Burrow two touchdowns, Chase 75 yards and Chase touchdown. So that's paying 566. And I've only chucked a fiver on that. Um, this is a little bit of an emotional bet for me because I actually want to root for the, it gives you for the Bengals here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, I would much rather see the Bengals win than the Rams. The Rams are obviously a uh, division rival of the Niners. So I'd rather see the Bengals win. And this gives me something to root for. Um, like I mentioned before, reasons for uh, the Bengals are Burroughs never lost a playoff game in his life. Um, <laughs> and. In terms of the chase targets, Chase has hit this uh, yardage target 10 times this season and four times in the last six games. So I think if if the Bengals are going to be in with a shot, um, I can see a situation where um, Chase doesn't hit this. They've obviously got some great other pass-catching weapons. Um, but I, think if, I, I do think if Bengals are going to keep this close, then Chase is going to have to have a, a good game. What was it? Seventy-five yards. Seventy-five yards, yeah. And a touchdown. I mean, he can do that in one play. He can. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, my last. Oh, sorry. I don't think I've spoken about this one yet either. I had the. This wasn't really a lock because I thought the number was too high, but I've just chucked a little flyer on it. It was paying uh, two dollars and five. So I chucked five dollars on the Rams at over three and a half sacks. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could easily see Von Miller having two sacks in the first half by himself. Yeah, we've we've spoken um, about this at end already on this podcast. Yeah. That that mismatch is huge. Um, yeah. And funnily enough, there was a similar mismatch in the in the Super Bowl last year. Which yeah, and we saw Pat Mahomes just run for his life and exactly yeah, absolutely annihilated. Absolutely. Uh, and then my last bet that I have, um, so this has been taking me to forty dollars total. I just chucked a small same game multi on the Rams. Um, so Rams just to win head to head. Um, the under for points, I adjusted out to 57 and a half um, because I I do think, that, I don't think it's going to be a low, low scoring game, but I can't see that overhitting. Mm. Um, and an Odell Beckham touchdown purely because I hate myself. <laughs> I like OBJ as a touchdown. He's actually got a few in the playoffs, I think. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think it, the, yeah, he's just looking more and more dangerous in that Rams, Rams offense. And off, off $5, that was paying out $24.60. Very nice. Uh, I'll jump into my last bet before we uh, debate what lock we want to go to for uh, for this week. My last one is the Bengals to record more interceptions than the Rams. Um, so I've chucked $10 on that. It's at $2. So it, it, it's pretty even money there. Um, Stafford's thrown 18 picks this year. Um, should be 19 if you count the one that the Niners... <laughs> We didn't even touch on that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, look, I I was more than happy to skip over that. Um, 
whereas Burrow's only thrown 14. I think Burrow protects the ball a bit more than Stafford does. Um, and I like the, the Bengals' ability to make plays. Um, they, I think they've forced seven turnovers in the playoffs already. Um, and two, two picks last game, four sacks. Um, yep. They're just, yeah, big playabilities there for the, for the Bengals' defense. Um, I also feel like uh, if the if the pass rushers get at the quarterbacks, I, I can see Burrow more likely to take sacks, whereas I can see Stafford trying to trying to escape and force throws more than Burrow. Yeah, um, I, I I just think that yeah, I I just think that Stafford's a bit more volatile there. I like it. Uh, we might take a very short break and then we'll come back on the other side and we will debate our locks of the week and, yeah, wrap things up. Okay, coming back, we are just about wrapped up on the A Few Good Punts podcast for this week, Super Bowl edition, but we're going to go through, before we finish, our nominations for the lock of the week. Um, brought to you by no one yet. Watch this space. Stu, you go first. <laughs> Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely need a lock after my betting <laughs> form of late. So I'm hoping you can help me out here. Um, I've got a few nominations. Um, I'm going to leave my best for last. Um, but a couple that I liked, I mentioned earlier. One of my nominations was the longest field goal over 47 and a half points. I think that's like I'm very confident that there's there's going to be one of those. Um, we've seen. Shoot a Mac, um, Mac money, w- whatever else you want to call him. Um, he just loves loves kicking fifty plus field goals. This is uh, so set up for him to fucking miss a field goal <laughs> to send it to overtime. This is so set up. We've given him, we've pumped his tires way too much. I thought you were saying it's so set up for him to kick the winner. Um, oh, it couldn't happen three weeks in a row, surely, or three games yeah. in a row. Imagine. Um, I feel that one makes me feel nervous for a lock. Like, I've, obviously, I've got it in my bets, but as far as like, I'm damn sure this is going to happen. Like, obviously, it's dependent on how the offenses go. Like, it might just be a touchdown fest. You don't know. Um, again, I think it will happen, but I, I would feel nervous having that as a lock. If that okay. Well, I, if that's the case, I might jump jump into my second nomination, which I think is more of a lock than the longest field goal. I've actually gone the shortest field goal over 27 and a half yards. And my reasoning for this is I just don't see either of these teams taking a field, unless it's to win the game um, and you're within 30 yards or what what would you have to be for it to be a 27 yard field goal? You have to be within the 10. The bet is for the shortest field goal to be under 27 and a half yards. Over 27. Over, sorry, yards. over, over. Right, right, right. The shortest. My yeah, yep. so so you're going to have to be... Uh, like, I, I just don't see either team taking a field goal within that range. I think they're they're going to go for it um, on a play rather than... Uh, like, I, I just think that there's few and far between situations where you're going to take a field goal within that range. Um, so I'm a bit more confident on that one. Uh, it is it is risky though because you might get that play like well like the Chiefs did with five seconds to go and you're 25 yards out or like 20 yards out and you're just going to pull up for a field goal rather than you know what I mean there might be a few seconds left. But that uh, that's part of my argument as well. I think teams at the moment are more likely to go for it. They're, yeah. they're less likely to take the three points. They're okay. they're more likely to go for the seven. Um, again, 
possibly not as much of a lock as uh, some of the ones that you might be going to mention. Well, but this is the, so that's you, that's a nomination. We've got to agree on this. So surely by the end of this podcast, we'll agree on one. Yeah. Um, my first nomination was the under forty eight and a half. That's paying a dollar ninety if that under hits. Uh, the argument for that happening is obviously the Rams defensive line just strangling the life out of Joe Burrow. Um, mm-hmm. Rams offense itself, like they try to run the ball a lot, the running game not, you know, going for big plays, but they're soaking up time of possession. And really you just need like a 24 to 21 score line and that under still hits. Yeah. Sorry, what was it? 48 and a half. 48 and a half. So I'm, I'm just thinking of score line. So a 24-21 is under. And that's still um, three touchdowns per team. And yeah. you're still hitting the under. Um, that's I a do nomination. like it. It's still, yeah. It's, it's almost like there's no sure things in gambling and we're going to be really nervous no matter what we do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, the only thing that makes me nervous is the potential for a shootout. I think we've both mentioned that uh, we're not confident in the run games, um, beating the defensive lines here. Um which obviously means more throwing, which means the game's going to go longer. Less less rushing plays means uh, the clock stops running more often. Um, so more time to potentially score points. That's my only my only concern. I do I I do definitely favor the under forty eight and a half. Um, I do like that bet, um, but that would be my reservation with that. Yep. I'm hearing you. It was a, it's a nomination. I'm not 100% sold on it either, but it's a nomination. I, yep. I, can, I can definitely sort of – I could back it if you can back it. My second one, which I think is a lot more of a lock, and I like this one. Mm. It's sort of – there's sort of the next two, and I've got three in total, but the next two sort of play off each other. Von Miller to record one sack is paying $1.55. Yeah, look, that – that feels Surely like that, a, that that feels like a lock, doesn't it? Yeah, um, that, that feels like it's happening. Yeah. If you want to, if if you want to spice up your odds and just just go up two cents, even mm-hmm. Rams, you can take them head to head, head to head to have more sacks than the Bengals, and that's paying a dollar fifty seven. See, I'm more confident in the Von Miller on the Von Miller one because, yeah. and the reason I say that is, I was confident that the Chiefs were going to outsack the Bengals. Last game, um, and Burrow just managed to scramble away on a few, and uh, because of game script and how the Bengals were defending, they were able to get a few sacks late on against the Chiefs, um, which makes those head-to-head ones a bit bit iffy. Yeah, but, the yeah. head-to-head is, is it can be worrying worrying because you know you've got Hendrickson who can get through and pressure Stafford, and yeah. we've seen Stafford. He has you know he has been sacked. Quite a bit this season, obviously not as much as Burrow, but he has been. I do, on the I do, I do like it. I like, I think I like the Miller one. I'll, I'll be interested. Is he? Is Miller the? Um, has he got the shortest odds to Ooh, record a sack? Let me have a look. We'll have to go to player performance here. The interesting thing about Aaron Donald, I find as well, is he doesn't necessarily get the stats recorded that he deserves. He doesn't. He doesn't rack up the sacks as much as what you would think when you watch him play because he just gets so many pressures. Um, he creates mismatches on the line. He gets double teamed all the time. Um, if you, if you think Aaron Donald will get a sack, it's a dollar 45. 
Okay, so I, I prefer Miller out of out of the two. Personally. I think Miller in terms of is, recording a sack. Well, I think Miller's actually more likely to get a sack, and he has better odds. That's what that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I do like that. Um, Leonard, it's Leonard Floyd, isn't it? He he's also Neds don't have a market for him, which oh, is really? poor form. Neds, yeah, yeah. There you go, Neds. Do if you're Neds. listening, yeah. one sponsor us to do better. <laughs> Um, uh, well, I'm putting an asterisk next to Von Miller, one sack. I think that's, that's my favorite so far. That's going to be our, so far, that's the clubhouse leader. Yeah. Um, all right. This is my, this is my favorite bet. And to be truthful, I may have outside of our little competition and, and the podcast, I may have loaded some money into my account just to bet on this because that's how confident I am. Um, <laughs> So if I were to tell you that I was betting on whether the opening kickoff resulted in a touchback, what would Whoa. you what would you think that I would be betting on? Yes. Normally that would be the case. You like the opening kickoff always goes for a touchback. Yeah. Now, what would you say if I told you that no, so the opening kickoff has not resulted in a touchback in 26 out of the last 28 Super Bowls? This is huge. It's That's, huge. Have we found a loophole in the system? I think so. So it's pay, <laughs> it, it's it's paying even money. It's paying a dollar eighty eight. Um, and I think that's still great odds. And so I've I've done a bit of reading about this, and the explanation for this is the Super Bowl is the only game where they have the match ball. They the refs hold on to it until the kickoff. It's a hard new ball and it's not given until not given to the kicker until the actual kickoff they kick it off the play happens whatever it's a touchback it's not a touchback it's returned as soon as that play is done the refs then grab that ball they take it to the sideline and that ball gets put into the hall of fame for this super bowl so that ball is only used for that single play and the reason that so few kickoffs go for touchbacks in super bowls is because often in games kickers belt the living shit out of the ball um trainers yep. like they use it they soften up the ball before the game basically um but yeah brand new hard ball gets kicked and yeah the no has hit 26 of the last 28 super bowls oh that that is very hard to go against i like that i thought you would like that it's a, it's a like little that. bit spicy too and it's and it's even better because it's just it, it's only relevant for one game every year should we put five dollars on each Maybe we should. Have you got any more suggestions? I don't have any more suggestions, but I just really hope that people stuck out this whole podcast just to hear that last bit. Yeah. Because that was worth hanging around an hour for. That was actually really good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I am Thank so you. impressed right now. What, watch it miss. Watch, what's the, watch this it's, be the, uh, look, the third time in the 29 games. I feel yeah. like if we, if we put money on that and it doesn't hit, then that's just the tale of our, of our playoffs. It will, will be the sole reason that this misses. Oh. <sighs> Gee whiz. And we got uh, a... I, I do like the idea. Maybe maybe we split it up. We do five dollars each on because I do like the Miller the Miller bet as well. I think that is that sounds I can't think of a world where he doesn't get a sack. Do out of curiosity, uh, so shared sacks where say two players get to the quarterback and it's like a you get half a sack. Recorded. You would have to get two of those. You would need to, so it would have to be one yep. one full sack. Okay. Yep. Okay. Interesting. Still, I like it. Yeah. And what was what was that paying the kickoff? So it was it was paying a dollar eighty eight. So yes and no, both paying the same. 
which is why I feel like the. And you said twenty six out of the last twenty eight have yeah. not been touchbacks. Wow, that's you can't you can't argue with that sort of statistical data. I believe the most recent one, Harrison Butker might have kicked it for a touchback recently, yep. um, and I can't recall the other one. Um, By that same token, and I don't want to shit on this bet because I really like it, but if the Rams are receiving. And it's Evan McPherson kicking. It's true. We do love Money Mac. Is, is, he just, does it, is it going to matter that he hasn't had the ball? Is he just going to belt the hell out of it anyway? It's going to be a touchback. Maybe. And maybe maybe he's going to take it personally. Maybe he's going to make sure he catches <laughs> I'm he sure he's a aware. touchback. <laughs> I'm sure he is. I think, I think we have to put $5 on each of those. I, I, don't, I don't think so. I, I don't think I can split that. That's, that's really good, though. We'll go $5 on each. Even though the odds aren't huge, at least it'll get us on the board with a little win. Yes, and that's what I need. Okay, so the A Few Good Punts podcast lock of the week, we've got Von Miller to hit one sack and we've got the opening kickoff for the Super Bowl to not be a touchback. Yeah, the best thing about that bet as well is you'll know within five seconds of the game starting. True, yeah, that's very true. Now, um, we are undecided yet. We may record a reaction podcast after the Super Bowl. Um, but thank you, everyone, for listening if you have been listening, uh, maybe it's just us that we're talking to, listening to our own podcast. But um, it's been good fun anyway, and we will probably look to do some more stuff leading up to the NRL season, I think. Um, hopefully with a few other faces sprinkled in, or a few other voices, I should say, sprinkled in, just for a bit of variety. Um, and, yeah, enjoy the Super Bowl, everyone. Hopefully uh, our bets hit. If you chucked any bets on, hopefully they hit. And, uh, yeah, happy watching. 